0: This is a podcast from Minute Media.
1: Rain of Troy Hotline. Alicia, Michael, what's going on? We know you have takes. We have takes. I'm actually surprised that your rant line, raid line, whatever,
2: isn't completely full. Why can't we just win a game? Can I blame Michael Castillo for this? Can I blame Bob Connolly for this? Can I put on a zebra shirt and just go out there? Scratch. Up against the wall. Can't explain what I'm feeling right now, guys. Let's open up that rainbow! Woohoo! Oh, I can't
1: believe USC is going to do the same thing again year after year. Oh, no! Hello, everybody, welcome back to Rain of Troy Radio. This is the Carcast. The first car cast of the 2021 season coming to you after USC's 30-7 win over the San Jose State Spartans at the Coliseum. I'm your host, Mike Castillo, general Oak, my co-host here in the Choice Studio in Los Angeles, Elisa Daratol. Hello, everybody. Hello. Uh we are recording our first um car cast of the year. We've talked about this before. A little bit of a different setup for us. We're in the studio. We've recorded Carcast the last three years in the studio. Uh Except for some road games and whatnot that we've still recorded in the car. But this is a new was a new thing. I was I went to the game. You did not. You were at home, uh doing uh your other you had other duties with your uh with your college football job.
2: Fansided dot com, yes. Our employers, and,
1: yes. and so this is really <laughs> the first conversation. This this is I'm this so excited this. is literally this. the
2: first conversation we've had about this game. Yes,
1: this is the first conversation about the game that we, we can we,
2: have. Now that I'm talking, now that I'm thinking about it, you got home and we had conversations about UCLA. We had conversations about JT Daniels. We did not have a conversation we talk about, about this game. Labor
1: Day plans, yeah, like those kind of things, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. We can finally is, talk about the game. The game. Let's yeah. do it. All right, FC wins thirty to seven. Uh, in how uh, do hmm. I, I don't really put this in a, in a very simplistic way? I think this game was and tell me if I'm wrong, the most unsatisfying, worst to watch thirty to seven game you could ever drop if you're a USC fan. Do you agree?
2: Yes. Uh but it's complicated, weirdly, right? But it's complicated. Weirdly, it was also the best season opening performance. 100% that USC But like has not had. even
1: not even close cuz the game was never in doubt.
2: Not really. It was never in doubt. It, it was like briefly in doubt for one drive when the, defense, when the defense when the defense cracked.
1: Never for a second was this game in doubt to me.
2: And like well and the difference and we're going to get into this, but like the difference between this game and past uh season openers is that like The defense had it under control. Hundred percent. Where in past season openers, there were just breakdowns where you're like, the defense could could open, but the defense had this under control. So, yeah. So, and in and in that way, it was very like SEC like. Except I'm a USC fan. I'm not out here for some SEC football, and I'm not out here for USC's offense being as inept as they were. So, like, I spent the entire game frustrated by the offense and probably not appreciating the defense as much as they deserve to be appreciated. And I think that took a lot out of my experience.
1: No, I I agree. I I think that I want to give a shout out to Marcelo on Twitter who said that, so SC has gone from Big 12 bad to Big 10 bad. Right? Because that's what it was. Yeah. That's exactly what it was, where this was a game where SC struggled mightily on offense, couldn't do anything on offense consistently. They could do things; they just couldn't do them consistently, right? Yeah. They thought they ran the ball well. Drake London looked incredible. They were, g-
2: they were typical USC, where the stats are going to be pretty okay. Yeah. And it's gonna it's gonna look on like on paper. On paper, this game was fine. On, on paper,
1: on- if you got served this game on someone
2: oh. printed out the game book, the stat sheet to me, I would say, yeah, that's that's would, good, that's you, decent. You, you, would you have taken it this morning? Yeah, sure. Uh, I, I, I but I wouldn't have had to live through it. Which is like the problem that we're going to, I mean, okay, but my big overarching thought coming out of this game is, and you and I have spent a lot of time of many off seasons now talking about how, you know, predicting win loss things, talking about what will it take for Clay Hilton to be fired or what will it take for him to keep his job, all those kinds of things we're always having the discussion about. How it's not really about the wins and the losses. It's it's the, the eye test. It's how you look, how you do it. This is the case And, and this point was of that. a complete eye test failure, and it sucks because it was a thirty to seven win. Which, in other contexts, in the context of college football, this this college football weekend is pretty darn good. I mean, we just watched uh, Washington lose to FCS Montana, uh, Oregon. Couldn't put away Fresno State. Oregon lost to Purdue. Oregon State, Oregon lost, State lost to Purdue. To Purdue yeah. uh, Oklahoma had a scare against Tulane. Like there were a lot of teams out there. North Carolina lost to Virginia Tech. Like it, as we are always Stanford saying, Stanford lost. Stanford by 17 lost on the road to, to Kansas. State. Yeah, yeah, to Kansas State. Sorry, uh, Kansas won. You know, th- th- things happen. But like that—that's the the in the grand scheme of things. This. But, but by the way, Daniel Monterbebe. Two catches, 38 yards. Yeah, there he goes. Yeah, He's doing okay. Illinois won. No. No. K-State. He's with K-State? Yeah, Ema, baby. When? (laughs) Since like six months ago. Get with it. I've been paying attention. Transfer portal's messing me up, man. Um, But, I mean, either way, either way, the college football opening weekend was very much proof that, like, everybody is working out the kinks. Everybody is dealing with some rust. And all of that. So, like, yes. in the scheme of like, we we were just having a conversation uh, in our text message group with the uh, with with the THT guys. Like, is it possible USC might have like the second best opening week of any Pac twelve team out there, well, bar UCLA.
1: And you add that you add on, I think you can make an argument that San Jose State might be the best team SC plays. In the first, at least, month of the season.
2: <laughs> Which is a funny thing to say in like, an indictment of the Pac-12. Yes, but Yeah, sure. I'm
1: not saying it's the best argument, but it's an argument, right? That you could make. Well, and, they're a and conference this, champion. And this game might end up being one of those things at the end where if San Jose State goes 11-1, and you look back at it and say, well... You know, that's good to have on SC's all resume and all that stuff. I'm going to pour
2: some cold water but, on that thing real quick because we've said this about Western Michigan and they turned out to be... Right, and we said it about uh, Fresno State. Yes,
1: 100%. But this is the point, though. The point is that in a vacuum, you give every team a little bit of the, the benefit of the doubt in week one. You give... Any team that's playing a defending conference champion that returns everybody on the, the roster, save for a couple of receivers, the, mm-hmm. the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, um, especially in a week one like this, coming off of the COVID season and everybody and their mom struggled, not, right? like, not
2: having Isaiah Pulamau out with COVID, Gary yes. Bryan Jr. out with COVID, yes, and, Drake and Jackson injured in the second quarter, cor- in the Nick first. Figueroa and AC spray in the middle of the game, like yeah, all
1: these things. In a vacuum, in a normal situation, you'd be like, you know what? It's week one. Who cares? But here we are. It is 2021, my calendar says. We've had that same conversation. We had it last year. Mm-hmm. We had it the year before. Mm-hmm. We had it the year before that. Mm-hmm. I think the year before that, too. Mm-hmm. The year before that, I think we were in a Whataburger in like Irving, Texas. And mm-hmm. that didn't. That yeah, was absolutely. definitely not no, great. But the, the point is that, like, you should be able to sit here and say, well, it's week one. It's early. It, they're a, a decent team for, for a group of five opponents. Um, uh, and SC can work out the kinks. And they did win 30 to 7. The defense uh, only allowed seven points. And that's basically all you want from your defense anyways. Like, mm-hmm. you, you can't ask for more than that. Mm-hmm um especially when you get a pick six it's a net zero point yeah. outing for the defense right but again we've had the same conversation over and over and over and over again
2: you just uh, you don't get benefit of the doubt from me when i was asking right. you to pass the eye test and defensively i think you pass the eye test but and that's a lot of the conversation around this game coming like on twitter was because I was quite negative, and uh, apologies for the negative, You're negati- negative? negativity what? guy. I just I don't know what I'm supposed by to say. By the way,
1: UCLA just scored again.
2: Yeah, we've got the UCLA game on the on the background. They are Jeez. they're now they're now Ed Ogeron getting destroyed or... by UCLA yet again. Wow, yikes! It's uh, oh, a pattern. It's a pattern. Yeah, uh, but uh, but I don't even remember what I was saying. Oh, the, the the on Twitter, like I was talking about how this is the same old same old. Um, performance and that's why it was so disappointing and there were a lot of people who were talking about yeah but the defense was good yeah but the defense looked good yeah but the defense looked improved and it's like i guess everyone else was way more skeptical of the defense than i was coming in because like i expected this kind of performance from the defense i i i i I think i wasn't like maybe my expectations for the defense were too high but it's like yeah they look like i thought they'd look because this defense is is pretty decent and this defense has been pretty decent for a few years now, they've been hung out to dry by their de- by their offense so often that like I don't think we've had a fair view of this of the defense and and I think that you know they've been prone to giving up the individual big play and the big difference between this play this game and previous games is that they didn't give up the big individual play and kudos to them good credit to them but that's what. That's that's like a minimum ask that you should have for your defense. Like I don't, I don't think this is like revolutionary. That like oh my right. gosh USC's defense didn't well, give up big plays. Well, i not saying it's the
1: greatest defensive performance ever. No no right? no.
2: But like but like I, I like if we're gonna if 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 we're gonna but go we've into we've seen
1: it, we've seen what we would call decent to good defensive performances before. Yeah. Net you or allow eighty uh, you know allow twenty one points. Yeah yeah, or, yeah or, for or sure. Whatever and for, for that sure. was not the case because if that would have happened again in this game. They probably lose the game.
2: Yes. Um, well, I mean, yeah, If the, certainly if the defense doesn't get that pick six. Yeah. But I guess my point is that, like, yes, the, the positives from the defense were good, but, like, they don't come close to wiping away or matching what I viewed to be the negatives from the offense. And the frustrating thing about the negatives from the offense is, again, they got the stats, you know, the run game looked good, but I, again... USC has never lacked for good running backs. You know the the running backs are good, and they all have always been good. Um, the uh, the passing game, Drake London is is freaking amazing. I've been sa- saying it all season. He's, I mean, all off season, he's critically under underrated, like criminally underrated nationally. He is up there. I think moving towards status as like Marquise Lee levels of dominating wide receiver performances at USC it just he's that good but when you have that kind of athlete on your team and you have the running backs that USC has and you have guys like Taj Washington out there looking like they were like advertised looking great and you've got a quarterback like Keaton Slovis who we know can be great why are you only scoring 21 what was it 20, 24, 23 points. Offensively, why are you settling settling for so many field goals? Why is it yeah. thirteen to nothing at the half? Why aren't you pulling away from a team that you clearly outclass? I, I, it, it, it should never have been this close.
1: Yeah. Uh, in, in
2: because for all San Jose State is a good team, USC should have outclassed them today. Well, well,
1: this is this is the thing that you know. There, there was a point. I, I think Rich SC made a point on on Twitter that you know. It's not like the offensive line is getting mauled, and yeah, like yeah. if the offensive line was getting mauled by those two defensive ends that we talked about in the preview, mm-hmm. it would have been understandable. Yeah, now I'm not to say I'm not to that's, say that it would have been okay, but it would have been understand. Like it would have it made would have sense. Been that, yeah, it would like, have predictable. That's like
2: that's the point. You, right, like, thing like this
1: tracks. Right, yeah. like the offensive line is struggling. Keaton Slovis can't find protection or whatever. Yeah.
2: Keen got the, sacked on the, coverage sacks. The, yeah, yes. The the, off, the
1: offensive line weren't holding it too long. was fine. They, they were fine. fine. They, they weren't, weren't the greatest. They weren't terrible. And I think if you're breaking in two freshman uh, tackles, you absolutely take that
2: performance any ta- day of the week. I will take that performance yes. every day of the week and twice twi- yes. on Sundays because I've been expecting this offensive line to be an absolute dumpster fire. right? And they were fine. And yeah. like... They were arguably better than they were for most of last season. So like, yes, and yet, despite that, somehow,
1: somehow the offense was just inefficient in the passing game. And I, I, I think part of it for me is the reliance on the hitch and the out routes to the outside, uh, between the hashes and the numbers and really between the hashes, between the numbers and the, and the sideline, right? We see it. Three times a drive. How many times did Taj Washington catch a ball to the near side on a hitch or an out route? Like a million times. Like I, I feel like half of of Tyler Vaughn's catches catches in his career were were that catch, right? Yeah. And so San Jose State drops a lot of guys. They dropped to eight a bunch. We saw it. It was the BYU thing that they did two years ago. And Keaton Slovis talked about this in the post game and. If you do that, you take away those routes. What does this offense have after that? You take away those routes, and you take away Drake London, and suddenly, for whatever reason, they forget how to get to anyone else. And I know that part of this is that in the past, SC has had so much talent at wide receiver where you've had Drake London step up because guys were covering Michael Pittman and Amara St. Brown and Tyler Vaughns and Someone' was bound to even, to be open, right, even when
2: you had those guys, you were having this
1: problem, yes, but but still, they were able to find somebody open, right? yeah, it was always you have to pick your poison and then somebody will be open because of it. s c couldn't do that today, and I think part of it was the 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 focus on Drake London. I thought the focus was way too much. I think you have to be prepared. For San Jose State to take Drake London away, because obviously that's what your game plan needs to be. If you're if you are a defensive coordinator going up against this team,
2: yeah, you got to be prepared for people to take Drake London away. I so triple team Drake London at this point. Yeah, so you need five guys to just tackle the dude. Yeah, so
1: make Taj Washington a household name. Go out there and throw to
2: to Michael Manjack. Ka- Katie. Throw Nix- to Katie Nick. Like Katie Nixon didn't have a catch in this game. Manjack didn't have a catch in this game. Uh, J- John Jackson, we've seen him catch passes. He didn't have a catch in this game. Like right. Epps had like one. Epps had one for nineteen yards. Yeah. And 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 Jude Wolf had two for eleven. It it just like Eric Cromenhoke should not be your third leading receiver. The, the, you, you need to be getting like where was Michael Trigg? Where was um uh where was Keenan Christen? He didn't have a didn't have a carry, didn't have a touch, uh didn't have a, a, a reception. Where were the other guys that you can spread this ball around to? They're on your roster. They they're there. It's not like they can't do, get the job done. And I think that's why I come away with from this performance so negative about the the offense because like it very it was very very clear like a flashing neon sign to me like oh crap this is this really is a scheme problem like oh crap this isn't just like the offensive line is so bad that they can't execute what they need because the offensive line was fine Keaton Slovis has a passer rating of 144.7, 252 yards two touchdowns like on paper he he was fine the the running backs averaged 5.7 4.6 yards per carry they were fine like we know that the 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 receivers that there are good receivers there they were fine so where was the where were the problems it's it's like you say it's the scheme is predictable yeah they go to the same the same targets when they get in the red zone they can't impose their will
1: and the the red zone stuff was was tricky and and it's like the week one stuff where I think that, you know, talking to Clay Helton and talking to Keaton Slovis and by Malapai, you know, all that stuff, what they said after the game on, on a per play basis, I think you can explain a lot of these things away, but they've been making these same mistakes for a long, long, long time. Uh, so it's not like you can just give them the benefit of the doubt that this is going to be fixed next week. Uh, and for SC, luckily the defense comes through, so this game is not a close shave because this car cast is brought to you by Manscaped. You knew it. You knew it would be. It had to be coming. It had to be coming by Manscaped here. Uh, Manscaped is where you can go. They are the, the king
2: of below-the-belt grooming, which for a game like like we just saw... If you're like Drake London and getting hit below the belt uh, on uh, during the game... You want to be the king of uh, below the belt. Below the belt, so yeah, that which, which means
1: you've got to keep everything in order. You can do that with things like the lawnmower 4.0 from from Manscaped. They got ball deodorant, ball toner, all those I, other things. The nose hair
2: trimmer. Uh, yeah, they've got they've got the 4.0 trimmer, the weed whacker, ear, nose, hair trimmer. You gotta have. Which, everyone has an uncle in their life who has. Yes. When you see somebody that has the ear and nose hair issue. You that this is, is, it, is what you should. Is it an uncle thing? Is it's, it's always like, an uncle, or it's an like uncle, a great uncle, uncle. Yeah, sometimes like
1: a, pr- like an old priest yeah. might might have it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like uh, yeah. It's always like a.
2: It's a, it's always the, the older male figure in, yeah. in, in in the life, and you need to just and you, you know you got you got to go up send and say, send him a signal by getting them the, <laughs> the the most awkward gift in the history of gifts for an uncle the the get, get him get him the uh manscaped the yeah. whole the whole shebang right. with the trimmer the weed whacker the crop preserver ball deodorant the crop reviver toner the performance boxer briefs and the, the travel bag so it's all there yeah and it is all there and you can get it over at manscaped.com
1: and use the promo code fansided 20 to save what do you say 20 percent
2: you get 20 percent off and free shipping with the code fansided 20 at That's 20% off and free shipping with the code FANSIDED20 at manscaped.com.
1: There you go. Go do that over uh, after this podcast is over.
2: Or you, we can multitask yeah. too. Uh, but
1: going back to the Red Zone stuff, uh, it, it's really tough because I, I think that, yeah, on a per play, per play basis, you can look at it and be like, well, this happened, and this happened, and that happened, and this happened. Uh, the second. S- time that they stalled which is um, where they fo- they re- they were running the ball great on that drive uh, and then they get they get a first and goal like just inside the 10 that's right? the
2: frustrating thing about the stalling that USC did is they were moving the ball with ease yes and on
1: then, most of and those then they were just absolutely stall and so yeah. so then that drive they run the ball twice uh, on on first and second and goal. Uh, they get a third and goal and Keaton does the thing where he immediately drops back and really doesn't even do a, a full five-step drop and immediately throws to uh, Drake London, tries to get it out, a little bit of a fade, uh, a low, very low percentage play. But they talked about it afterwards, both Clay Helton and Keaton Slovis, that that was sort of a hard count thing. They had done that in the in the first quarter. That was the Taj Washington deep ball. They had done that to try to get San Jose State to, to jump offside, which they did, uh, and then took the free shot down the field with the one-on-one opportunity. So they did it again, except they didn't get the call this time. And, like, okay, so I understand. At the same point, point, I and, and I, it's hard to sit here and say, well, run the ball more in the red zone. Well, they did. They did on that drive, and it didn't work. Yeah. Um. The problems with the red zone is they get in there and they get behind the sticks and then they create the third downs. The, the third drive that they're in the red zone, they get sacked on first down. They try to make up some ground on second down. And then you get a third and forever and you can't get that because obviously you can't.
2: Yeah. I mean, this is one of those things where I wonder like... It's the USC special sort of. It was, the, it was, the, it was, a, it was a form of the USC special, a, a, a variant of the USC special. Uh, but is this one of those situations where, like, maybe this is the problem with using Drake London on the outside? Like, do you miss Drake London on the inside in the red zone more than any? Like, like, it's a shame that we didn't see Kyle Ford. Did was did Kyle Ford even play? I, I don't remember seeing him at any point, but like, it would be really nice if you could bring in Kyle Ford To play on the outside and then have Drake London on the inside when you get into the red zone because that was one of those things that opened things up a lot for USC once they started using him in that way. Yeah, or get Michael trip. I mean, get somebody to do that job. Something I just didn't see anyone doing that job, and and instead what you had was Slovis. uh, Was Slovis sort of like keying in on on London? He's blanketed in the red zone, and then that's how one of Slovis' sacks is just he's waiting and waiting and waiting for London to get open right. and then London never does and then he takes the sack. So like you got to have something else going on in that play and part of that falls on the quarterback and part of it falls also on what are you asking of your quarterback in that situation?
1: Yeah, and and again it goes back to I, you can give the benefit of the doubt for individual plays here and there but like when the same results are the ones that you saw last year where yeah. SC struggled in the red zone and the ones that I mean Thing, last year remember i created a spreadsheet to talk about all the 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 points SC left in the on the field, on the field in the red yeah. zone it was a lot. they did it again today at least yeah. 12 points yeah and let's just say that the, and that's the, the the difference those, is... those three times they had to settle for field goal yeah. Let's just say that they converted two of those. Yeah. So so that's eight more points. That's thirty-eight to seven. Which is which is thirty eight to seven with two touchdowns instead of field goals, you feel completely different about this game.
2: Yes, because when you look at it, like all I've been saying forever now is okay, this air raid offense is supposed to be this high powered thing. Why can't you score even in the area of forty points? Like why is USC not regularly in the area of, like, they're struggling and straining to even get to 30 points in this game, and they only got it because of the defense. So, like, you got to convert those things and prove that you can get 100%. up above 35 points. But we haven't seen, USC hasn't even come close to averaging those things. Yeah,
1: and luckily, we were able to talk to Keaton Slovis uh, in the post game. Here's what Keaton had to say about things about the red zone and the offense in general.
0: Um, obviously, you know, something we want to build on, not our best day, um, had some good things. Um, but again, we just got to finish more drives. I think you know, if you come out of the red zone two or three more times with touchdowns, you know, everyone's pretty happy, um, but we didn't. And that's something we got to improve on in the future. But other than that, you know, there's a lot of good things that we kind of took a point at. It's a team that drops a lot and runs a lot too high. So, you know, we have numbers and, uh, you know, it gives me the chance to kind of get us in a good look and run it. And I thought we ran the ball fairly well. Again, you know, it's probably, you can talk to Coach McGuire about it more specifically, but um, definitely we could do better in some facets, but, you know, you've had some, a lot of runs, and we rushed for 160, and, you know, with the sacks, you know, it's a pretty good day.
1: Things kind of changed the last few drives. Were there any adjustments
0: that led to that or anything? Uh, I don't think so. You know, maybe maybe play calling. You can ask coach about that. But from the players' perspective, we executed when it counted. You know, uh, you know. Again, in the red zone, we got caught in a third and long, but we converted and uh, we scored. And we got caught another third down, and we Drake has a big play too. So, uh, and I think we had a third down run that was huge. So, again, just converting those moments uh, helps, especially when you get a team like this. We have to string together long drives, and uh, one play will kind of count you out when they you know give you the easy one. So we just have to be more consistent and uh, kind of finish those drives.
2: That was great hearing from uh, from Slovis there, especially because I think he sort of hit on one of the things that is going to be a talking point of the season because so much has been made of getting more out of this running attack, getting more out of the running backs, being a little bit more of a balanced attack. And I think that is one thing that USC achieved in this game, that if you want to sort of throw them a bone, then that's one area that I, I felt like they we a little bit more committed to running. They were a little bit more effective at running. I think it's worth noting that, uh, that, that the, the issues with like backs having to, you know, fight for just zero yards on a gain. I, I didn't notice that quite as often as I have in the past. I was still there at times, but I thought that the, the opportunities for Keonta Ingram and, and Vy were much higher and, it's worth worth noting that you know that 15 and 14 carries uh, between the between the two of them. That's 29 carries for the for the two uh, main running backs. That's encouraging, especially when they ran it as hard as they did. The question I would have is is something that Slovis hit on there is that they were facing a team that was dropping eight, and one of the criticisms we had of this offense in the past is they're dropping eight. Why aren't you running the ball? Like they're begging you to run and you're not running. And I think that's something that they did better in this game. Yeah. What will this run game look like when teams aren't dropping eight? Or will USC force teams to stop dropping eight at a certain point?
1: Um, I think if you run the ball well enough, they'll have to. And then you need to, you just need to force it. I I think one of the things I want to see, I want to see the run game be able to run against uh, a team dropping eight when Eric Kromanhoek is not on the field, uh, and that's not a knock on Eric Kromanhoek at all. It's just a knock on it. Uh, the way SC puts everything together, they they telegraph how they w- use the offense. And if you come out there in like twelve personnel with Crominhook and Jude Wolf, guess what? L- SC is running the football, guys. Yeah. They're running the football. And it's one thing to, you know, keep the, the, the defense in check where you're going to, you know, mix it up there and, and go to play action and whatnot. But SE doesn't do that as much as they as you would like, so it ends up being telegraphed a little bit. So if they're going to not put guys in the box, then run, no matter
2: who's on the field. Well, okay, so then I guess my question is, should I should I not be giving them credit for giving the running backs 29 no, carries two, like two, if, two if, if San Jose State but two is things can be true though so like sh- should should we have expected there to be 40 carries in this game
1: I you and I believe this on a you know psychological level that's or life level whatever that you can't be upset about people not seeing the, the lights right not having the reckoning and then when they do have the reckoning, like be mad about it like you can't do two things so okay they well they should have they should have always been able to do this yes, that is true and also that they're doing it is a good thing. And good on them for finally doing it. Like both of those things can exist. This right. doesn't have to be like, oh, they're finally doing it. This is the greatest thing in the world. But it also doesn't have to be. Yeah, well, they should have done it three years ago. So f them for trying. Like,
2: no, no, that, no, no. I'm like, not saying. I'm not. Uh, no, I'm not and, and, no, that's I what, you're what you're saying, saying. But, also, but like,
1: uh, that could be a sentiment that I think could easily be out there.
2: Right. But maybe, maybe the answer to all of these problems that we're talking about with USC. And again, I don't know that this is the. I don't know that this is the answer because. I can't guarantee that if you hand Vi and Ingram 10 extra carries between the two of them, that any of those carries will come to anything because I still, you know, don't trust USC's offensive front to sort of dominate in the trenches. So I'm not saying this is definitely the thing, but like if that's what Slovis is saying, if Slovis is saying, well, they had two high safeties and they were dropping eight and so that opened up things underneath. Well, then maybe USC needs to do a better job of exploiting those things underneath. And maybe right. USC needs to do a better job of giving opportunities to to guys who I think objectively, like I know I'm biased about malapai but like I think everyone can objectively look at Keontae Ingram and say, USC's got oh, a runner can, there. Can we talk about the running game? They were, the two of them were, were great. great. They were great. It was so fun. I was actually sitting there watching this game thinking to myself like, man, I... I Really enjoy watching these two guys run. Yeah, Vi, I enjoy the way he just fights for every yard, and Ingram. It's just he's just one of those guys that that has a way of 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 making a man miss and and yep. being powerful while he does it. It's it's exciting to watch them run, and part of me would rather see them run than any anything else that USC does on on offense.
1: Yeah, I wish Dylan McCullough was around, not. This isn't a knock on Mike Jinx, but I wish Dylan McCullough was around a little bit so that way you could you could tell Malbai to keep going after the hole a little bit or keep moving upfield a little bit because he looks so pretty when he's moving through those holes and slithering through. and then sometimes he wants to go around to the edge and it's like that's that's not your game dude like just yeah st- stick with it and take the extra guard upfield. Rather than than trying to go three yards around the corner, um, but he was he was great on ninety four percent of his runs. Right, like it was it was it was a great outing from him. Uh, great outing from Keontae Ingram, and we've just seen the maturity of of By as he's as he's gotten older. And last year he was he was the reliable guy too, um, and and good to see it. And uh, he's another person that. Uh, You got to talk to after the game in the tunnel. What was it like uh, having a big game out there today after the long layoff? It was great. Um, It it was fun to be out there with the fans again. It's fun to be out there with the guys. Uh, I'm just blessed to be here. So looking forward to learning from our mistakes today and taking it into next week. You guys were getting calls on third and long and third and medium. Shows that uh, Coach Graham really has belief in the run game
0: and he's always believed in it. It's just all about execution. So Coach Graham has given us the opportunity to make something happen. And I just want to make sure we follow through on that and uh, make him,
1: you know. Thank you. And uh, make him proud that we ran the ball.
2: <laughs> my guy by. There he is, yeah. My, my guy by who was running running hard and, I mean, it's a hard 65 yards that he ended up with today. It's a hard 86 yards that that Keonta Ingram ended up with today.
1: If you would have told me to guess how many yards they would have had, I would have taken the over on those numbers. Way more than those. Yeah, yeah. yeah,
2: Because it felt like they were gaining more than that when they had the ball in their hands.
1: You know what? And I I, I realize this is a stupid comment, but there were some times where, and this is the testament to a good rotation and a good duo, Sometimes you looked at it and like, I don't know which one that is.
2: Yeah. Like, like, well, it doesn't help that vibe changes his numbers. He's messing no, me no, up. But, but like,
1: yeah. <laughs> more so like you, you look at it and just the, the way they were picking up yards back to back. Yeah. Where the one the yeah. the yeah. the <laughs> would come like it in wasn't, and the, they the were out other out of rit- would come in. Yes. It wasn't and they just, just rhythm. Just, yeah. yeah. And it's not about the numbers thing or what they look like, but more so of like they're, they're able to just pick up and feed off of each other. And was one of the things that, yeah. And they're yeah. interchangeable. I love the split backs. I love that run in the first quarter. Uh, that on the first drive that that stalled inside the red zone where they're in split backs and you have Keontae Ingram on the right side, he just has a lead cut block to really spring Vi free. I think it was like a gain of seventeen, and I feel like that set the tone for what the run game was going to be in the game, and it ended up being really really good for USC when it worked. Yeah, I want to know your thoughts about Vi talking about the play calling. Um and how this relates to Graham Harrell, where he's like, you know, thankful that Graham Harrell is trusting them, but also at the same time, like, wanting to to prove his worth. How, how, how do you take those?
2: Well, I think it goes back to our our conversation about like, okay, given how pleased everyone was with the run game, is thirty four carries, four of which are quarterback runs, is is that enough? Is that an is that enough to 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 just, I mean, well, to, is is that doing justice to the two runners that USC has out there? Uh, is, is that doing justice to what Vi and, and Keontae were bringing to the table for USC? And I'm not sure it does. And again, like, I think Vi makes a good point about, like, they need to execute. Every carry wasn't a perfect carry. But at the same time, like, the, I, you know why I think that the reason is that we think that they had more yards than they had? Because they rushed for more yards than are on a stat sheet. Because oh, yeah. like Vi does that thing, Well, I said this in in the Slack. Like Vi does, Vi has more really impressive zero and one yard runs than like he anyone does. I can well, imagine. Well,
1: just just like I was talking about, like people knocked uh you know Stephen Carr for dancing at the line of scrimmage. He I think had to. <laughs> Vi does a thing that's similar, except it doesn't look unproductive and yet they
2: probably net the same amount Cause of yards. Because he, he gets his head down in the end. Yeah, and,
1: and, and yeah. it's weird because it, it looks good. I don't know that it always nets the yards, but yeah, it looks productive, and it lo- he can be a lateral runner where it looks like he's gaining a bunch of yards, and sometimes he isn't. That's why I think that, you know, Dalen McCullough would, I think, tell him to just move through, run through trash and, and sh- north and south and, and and be a little bit of a straight-line runner, um, and that might be a little bit of help uh, helpful, but... Yeah, I, I think that either way, I think I think it was helped by there were some negative plays, and the negative plays definitely cancel out some of those positive mm-hmm. yards. There are always uh, going to be got. there are
2: always going to be negative plays in the run game. Yeah, just like there are going to be negative plays in the pass game. And but in, in terms
1: of the the run pass breakdown, I don't have a major issue with it. It was what thirty six passes and what what you say thirty thirty four rushes, but four of those
2: were Slovis. Yeah,
1: so. 30, Thirty-six to thirty-two, right? Uh, so, or really, forty to thirty.
2: Forty to
1: forty to thirty. Yeah, I, yeah. I,
2: I don't have any a problem with Here, that. Here's with, the thing: with, is with, I what, what, I really like the two back. I, not uh, just the two back sets. The two yes. the two back system. I, I really right. l- think this is a good pairing that USC can work with. Um, I think the issue today is probably number of plays more than anything. Yes. I think it's the variety of plays, like. If this is a game where USC gets to the fourth quarter and they can take Keaton Silva's out, I think the 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 run pass balance looks a hell of a lot better because right. you're just sort of finishing out the game with with the runs. So like, I think I think you can't always depend on that. But um, it, it's I just keep coming back to I know this is an air raid and I accept that. But like, if it's going to be an air raid, and we've said this, before, go four wide then. Just go four wide. Right. If you're not going to do the four wide air raid thing, then like ride these backs because I think they can carry you further than than you think they can take you. Or
1: use them more in the passing game. Yeah, uh, that was something I didn't think that they did as much as as we've seen in previous not, years. Not
2: not super effectively. Vi had yeah. two catches for two yards. Ingram had one catch for five yards. Right. Um, and maybe that's a stylistic thing now because Vi and Ingram can catch the ball but they're not like that's not their specialty the way that like you would look at Carr or Kane and Kristen, and right. when you don't have those guys maybe you lose that element but you can make up for it by just you know let them get their heads down and let them just roll and, and let your let your offensive line just start rolling in the run game and s- show what they're made of because we saw in this game you know what the offensive line they might be made of some better stuff than we've seen in in, in the past. So for sure. Maybe that's something that I want to see more of. But I I accept it's it's an air raid thing. I I get it. But I do feel coming away from this, like if if your three best playmakers on this offense are going to be Drake London, Vi Malapea, and Keon and Keonta Ingram, then maybe set up your offense to reflect that. And I'm not you sure mean, that that's what run to, the ball more.
1: Well, I mean, yeah, maybe. To, to, to me, it, it's not about the the numbers. It's do what do what's effective. And so, in in a game like this where the pass game was not effective for for the most part, then you can run the ball a little bit, and maybe open up the pass game that that much more, right? Like uh, use it to to go back and forth. I think it's a little easier said than done. I know we see tweets that are like, well, if they just they got in the I-formation and they wore leather helmets and they'd open up the passing game that way. And it's like, that, that, that's not how it
2: works. But I but. but I would like, when we're talking about how USC is forcing the ball to Drake London, I do think there's an argument for, all right, force them to come up and stop the run then. Yes. And I'm not because sure Because they are US... willing
1: to, for, to, to force them to stop Drake London. Yeah. To so force them to stop the run. And I'm not sure that yes.
2: USC is willing enough to do that often enough. And because, I think that's... you
1: know what it is? Is you, you talked about it, um, uh, you know, Clay Elton in the post game said that it, his, the the chief primary game plan goal for this game was to make San Jose State one-dimensional. I feel like we've talked about the offense the entire episode, and yeah. rightfully so. Uh, but make them one-dimensional, right? Take away the run and force Nick Starkle to throw. And so that way and you that cut their good. offense in half uh and and you can able to, you're able to defend it well as long as you don't commit to the run when they're dropping the eight men every single time then they're going to still be able to just take their lumps with the run game right and and again like i i know this is an air raid and we've talked about it before sc was at their best in this offense in november of 2019 when they when were they down, had no when backs. they had no running backs, and they just went well, full air raid and then just cut the charade and all the BS and just went after it. And that was when they were at well, their
2: best. But why was that? Why Why was that? Because that season they had... M- uh, Michael Pittman. They had Tyler Vaughn. They had Amari Brown, and they had emerging. They had the and it, they yeah. had an emerging Drake London. So you had four. Your four best playmakers on offense were your four wide receivers. So just go yeah. four wide. So again, like I just want to see them tailor this offense to what they have going for them. And if they're not going to put the game in Katie Nixon's hands, if they're not going to put the track. game. In Manjek's hands, then, like, why? They're not going to, I mean, again, why bother with these? Why bother with this, like, dream of what your offense is going to be? Go with what the reality of what your offense is going to be. And I think this is one of the, this is what USC lost when the Arizona Cardinals screwed USC over by hiring Cliff Kingsbury. Because you be you ended their up with,
1: with Shasta Ki- because with, you ended up with Shasta
2: Cl- Cliff Kingsbury, and I right. think that that what was Graham Harrell is still a young play caller. Yeah, Graham Harrell hasn't worked, hasn't, uh, doesn't have the experience to, level to to be sort of to have learned all these lessons. He's learning also, on the job, and he's probably ten years away from being Cliff Kingsbury. And like, and the
1: the other thing that I think that is important is Cliff Kingsbury. Learned under Mike Leach as a player. Then as a coach, he learned under Mike Leach and Kevin Sumlin. And so he was learning under guys who ran the same system. Graham Harrell, yes, learned under Mike Leach as a player and a coach, but now is under Clay Helton. And Clay Helton is not the air raid guy. Yeah, So he can't give him advice in that sense. Mm -hmm. So it's just... All in Graham to to make the decision. Well, okay, and and, then,
2: and so as as a as a young guy, and he, he's he's being mentored by a guy who was never a good offensive coordinator on in his own right in so. terms
1: in terms of schematics, yeah, yeah. And and so like I, I think it makes it a little bit tough there. Like like if if Clay Helton was an air raid coach or whatever, uh, who had who could you know talk about these things maybe from from that angle. And and again, I'm sure. Clay Elton knows way more than you and I know. So I'm not saying that Clay Elton doesn't know anything about the air raid, but it's just a matter of, I think, the experience of being the offensive coordinator under an air raid head coach helps so much more than now just being the guy and having to figure out the answers yourself. Because yeah. what is Graham Harrell going to do? Pick up the phone and call Mike Leach. Pick up the phone and <laughs> oh yeah, I bet Mike Leach would Cliff be
2: like, very happy to give advice to Graham Harrell.
1: Yeah, like you know what I mean. Yeah. Like I, I, I don't know what it yeah. is. It's it's he's got to figure out the answers himself.
2: Yeah, uh, just to switch gears really quick because we're running late on this, but um, we do need to talk about the defense. We do need to sure. at least give some helmet stickers or something. All right, let's do it. So uh, okay.
1: And you guys are going to call into the Rant Line, 213-373-1872. Uh, 1872, yes. <laughs> and tell us your uh, helmet stickers.
2: Okay, so Kalen Bullock.
1: 100%, yes. All, yes. The, all the the defensive players raved about true. him in the postgame.
2: True, true freshman starting his first game, leads the team with two tackles, four yep. solo tackles. One of those tackles was a wonderful open field tackle
1: Chris Steele was asked about oh I love that tackle the one that got reviewed and yes and it
2: was I mean it was it, it, by the in, way in real time it this was clearly is, short it's just weird
1: but did San Jose State have a weird knack for getting like right to the stick yes like there are so many times I'm like is that short what is, is that, it not yeah and then okay uh, it's third and inches or
2: now is that credit credit to USC's defenders for protecting the six
1: or San Jose State's awareness to always get close. I I don't know. I don't don't know. Or it was just a coincidence, whatever. But either way, Kalen Bullock was great on that one play, that third down stop. That was really his welcome to the, to the show moment. I thought, Mm -hmm. Uh, especially when when he's thrown in at the last minute to be a, a, a freshman starter. Uh, Chris Steele after the game talked about was asked about what is the most impressive thing about Kalen Bullock. And he was talking about his range. Like his range is just incredible. He can get to anything. And he would like yell back to him, Cover the post, cover the post. And then he'd look back during that play and like the post is perfectly covered. Like Mm -hmm. didn't have to worry about anything. Was not a liability. That's exactly what you want to see. And I think it's going to be interesting what happens moving forward. When IPM is back from COVID, what
2: what happened? I, I would not, hate for this to be another Dorian Hewitt situation where you get a cameo appearance and you look amazing, and then we don't see you ever again.
1: But I think that there's there's grounds to have a rotation in the secondary, so I don't mm-hmm. think it's going to be a complete problem. Yeah, it's not like a quarterback situation well, where you can only Williams, play one.
2: Dante Williams has done a hell of a job with and 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 yeah. and, and Craig Niver. They've done a hell of a job with the, with the defensive backs. I think. Look at Greg Johnson. Greg Johnson looks much better uh, than he than he has in the past. He got that you know, pick Greg six. Greg
1: Johnson reminds me of
2: a little bit of Leon McQuay in the
1: sense, not that they're just playing the same position now. Right. But in the sense that how their career has gone, lots of expectations coming out of high school, didn't really pan out early, got a bunch of early starts, um, had struggled at times. You, you didn't know where, like, Questionable stuff, injuries. Like you, maybe wasn't the
2: most reliable guy on defense, and I, I don't know. I, don't know I where also to, think that to, th- to put him. that nickel spot is difficult to play because when yes. I think oftentimes you are the most likely to be the culprit on a play. Yeah,
1: yeah, it's uh, it's a very difficult, and yeah. I, I, yeah, it's it's not. It's a, it's
2: a hard position to play, and I think that Greg Johnson has really grown into it. Absolutely, and, and, he looked, uh, and he looked
1: really good he, today. He, but he even besides that, the Big Six, he gets that the Big Six, yes, which is the dagger in the game.
2: Yes, absolutely. And uh, I thought the defensive front, the defensive line, I, I liked how much push they were getting up front. Yep. Um, they didn't. It, it's weird to me that like USC didn't get any sacks, and yet I don't. Think I they thought that I didn't. They didn't. They didn't, they didn't, I, didn't I
1: know that I, I saw some tweets that was like, uh, <laughs> call my dad, and my dad was like, yeah, the the the. The defensive line couldn't get any pressure, and it's like they were getting pressure on every drive. They that, just I, didn't get any sacks. Yeah, I
2: thought. Uh, I thought that they were doing what they needed to do to disrupt. I mean, the fact I, that there were three interception th- interceptions interceptions okay. in this game are proof that the the pass rush was. What do you think of Corey Forman? Uh, I really only noticed him once, and it was on his first play, and he he blew back the uh, the tackle, Jack and I Snyder, thought that was yeah, great. Yeah,
1: yeah. I I so. I was watching him and I was he, he obviously didn't get a sack but like and he did not like he created this big great tackle for loss either that's going to be a highlight play but him and his bull rush mm-hmm. I feel like he was very good on the bull rush to constantly push back the lineman into
2: Starkle's. to make Starkel uncomfortable yes, yes to close down the pocket yeah yes. and i thought that was what the entire line was was generally doing but 100 there was one time was where, one they on one did, e- where
1: he did it uh truly did it and yeah. drake, drake jackson did it and then two of them got through to to Starkle forces an errant throw third, on third yeah. down and like that's that's what you need yeah. you don't it's it's weird but like the the sacks aren't the only thing that you can get there. The pressure yeah. still matters.
2: I would rather have the consistent pressure that we saw from this team today and no sacks than something that I think we've seen from USC a little bit more often, which is the three or four sack performance but outside of those handful of plays yeah. you weren't getting pressure. Like I think this this was the performance that I would prefer. Yeah. even if you're not getting home and especially because remember this is a veteran offensive line this is a better offensive line than than uh, some of the Pac-12 teams that USC is going to fa- face this year are and to see Corey Foreman doing that to an All Mountain West first team left tackle like there are lesser left tackles that he's going to face this season 100%, yeah. that you would that you would which, expect him to which goes cause back problems back for to the thing about is this the best team that USC is going to play in the first month of the season yeah which is very possible. Yeah, <laughs> it's we'll, possible. we'll we'll have to talk about that more on uh, on the the main show, the yeah. the, the recap. But um, I do, I, I did want to give a shout out to uh, Drake Jackson. That uh, the 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 screen interception is always a fun play to see him make because he's athletic enough to make that play, yep. uh, disruptive enough to make that play. Um, but I thought I thought it was a, a a very strong group performance. I got a question for you. Yeah.
1: Linebackers.
2: Okay. Can, Asi-
1: aside from Drake Jackson. Hold on. Can
2: I? Yes. The inside. Let's talk about the inside linebackers real quick. Um. I have a theory, and I don't know if this is. I. I. It would be. I should share this theory once I've had a chance to like. If I have a chance to like rewatch the game and like get. The, here's my theory. Can I Malga and Raylan go forth? Are a bit too much. Ray Scott too. And Raymond Scott. Well, Ray, Ray Scott, I wouldn't put in this category because I think he's just. He started. No, no, no. What I'm saying yeah. is the the, the, the I, I two guys. Make your point. Maluga and... Sorry, Mauga and... <laughs> Mauga and... Oh, hold on. uh, if only. Well, no. That Okay, hold on. That, that's the thing. USC doesn't have a Maluga. USC has Anthony Saros. Like, both linebackers are Anthony so Saros constantly.
1: But here's my thing. Like, not that they're bad. They're just not... Do they have Anthony Saros or is this the defense in which you sit there at the end of the day and go, you know what? I didn't... S- I don't remember seeing a middle linebacker at all. Is that set by design? And and not by design in the sense of like you don't want your middle linebackers making plays, I would, but but it, but in the sense of other guys are just going to be more around the ball and they're they're taking up space in a different aspect of the game.
2: That might be the case, but just in general I I would rather have linebackers lead the team in tackles than safeties and the fact that US sure, has two yeah. leading tacklers in this game are safeties I don't think in this defensive performance, that's clearly not a problem because they they had a great defensive right. performance. but like, I think Mauga and Goforth are not the guys who are going to lead the team in tackles on a day on a, on a game by game basis. And I think that when you have I think that they can get the job done, but I would prefer a pairing that is like a maluga. <laughs> And okay. a I, I Cero. Get, I get or a, a better a analogy. Cam Smith and a Cero or you So know.
1: to to go back to that linebacker core with Mauluga in it, are you saying that Mauga and GoForth and really the what we've seen from USC's middle linebackers, not just this year, not just last year, but really the year before that and so on, uh, is what you would have seen from like a Kaluka Mayava.
2: Yeah, I think we have a lot of Kaluka Mayavas. Going in in the here.
1: sense of like Kaluka Mayava is the steady, reliable guy. Yeah. But and he's I'm not, not the guy to, that's gonna that's gonna create the flashy plays. Yes, and I'm
2: not trying play. to dog either of them because I think they did a fine, they're doing fine. Like they're not a liability at this point. Right. But I do think this, that, that's the this thing. defense like, is missing, which is why I think Bullock stood out stood out the way that he did. The defense is missing the dynamism of like of of a of the of the other linebacker being that player who goes out and like makes the big tackle for loss or right. makes the big play. Also and doesn't
1: that, doesn't hurt that Hufanga was that guy. Hufanga was year, that right? guy and,
2: and and there's it's I mean it's not a He's coincidence not that they had him playing linebacker that one time. Like right. you know yeah. that's the, the 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 makeup the makeup of that core is missing and this is why you miss uh, you miss Solomon Tulio because he could have been that oh guy.
1: God, I you know how ripped he is.
2: I, I'm sure like, he's very ripped. He's only been able to just lift weights for three years, Michael. <laughs> like it's 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 like cartoonish. Yeah, it's cartoonish so, how ripped he is. So here's my hope: uh, is that so poopu like participated in full practice for the first time this week, right? So like it would be really nice if by the end of this, by the mid midpoint of the season, he is now come into that role. But maybe we're yeah. looking at Rajon Davis there. Maybe there's maybe you're looking at somebody else, but you're missing I think what this defense is missing is lacking at this point is the 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 dynamic linebacker type, the one that's going to make the big flashy play. Um and I think you can get by without that guy. I just would prefer to have that guy.
1: So, yep. yeah. No, that's fair, and and to be to go back to the Kaluga thing. again, we're not being. I think it is. I I, I get weird and yeah cringy p- comparing Polynesian guys to Polynesian guys. I'm not trying no, to compare them. No, Polynesian. no, I'm not yeah. saying you are. I, what I'm saying is of that of that linebacker core, you had Maluga and Cushing, and even if you want to include Clay Matthews, yeah, those were the guys getting the big plays and getting the big yeah. sacks. Where as where Maiava was the steady Eddie who maybe didn't have the highlight reel, but was going to be there reliably on yes. every other play.
2: Yeah. And you need that. You need that. But I think you also need and the
1: And to these, to these guys' credits, yeah. they're not... Uh, <laughs> us saying that that we don't see much out of them is a credit to them not getting burned. Yeah. Like oh, it's not because they're not. Yeah. Because they're not. They're doing worse, anything. No, they're not worse, getting burned either. There are worse right? things
2: than not being noticed as a. As a yeah. We've well, seen. It's like
1: this is the dream scenario for corners, right?
2: Yeah. You don't. I mean, the, the, the fact that I, the fact thing. that I didn't have to like think about Isaac Taylor Stewart is a credit to Isaac Taylor Stewart in this game. Like.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that's that's how it works sometimes yeah. on defense, but. Yeah, that's going to wrap up the CarCast. Let us know what you think. Give us your calls. 213-373-18... Oh All
2: right, sorry. <laughs> Let's do it again. Sorry.
1: 213-373-1USC. One One USC, suck it, for show. show.
2: Even though I was actively rooting for UCLA today and it makes me feel dirty. But they
1: got the win. You Here's know five. you're just asking Jake to cut that. I
2: know. I know I am. I'm... Yeah. I'm dumb. Like- oh, I
1: want to have the hangar discussion on the pod. Do we want to do that now or in the main show? Let's
2: do oh. the main show. Do <laughs> it in the main show? Okay, okay we're going to tease that there is the a hanger d- discussion. That's a random. debate. Uh, but yeah, this car cast is already I an hour long, Michael.
1: I know. I know. It's, it's a car cast. <laughs> it's really long. Yeah. Uh, I, I went over and podcasted with Jake on Friday. Uh, Jake from the West Bruins show. Uh, and I talked to him about the hangers, so that's what. <laughs> but all right, <laughs> shutting up now. Uh, thanks. Give us your emails, ramtravfansite dot com as well, and phone number two one three three seven three one eight seven two.
0: Until then, see ya. See ya. See ya. See ya.